like and welcome you all to the first installment of the Coffee with the Commission podcast for the Dunder Mifflin Paper Company League. Um, everybody who's been in leagues with me before knows this last year I decided I'd start some podcasts for each of the individual leagues. For all you new guys, welcome aboard. Give you a little idea of what it is. Um, I have four dynasty leagues running side by side parallel. I'll talk about that and the reason of that later. This is actually the fifth league coming on board. Each one of the, the leagues this past year I started a podcast for. Two of the leagues have two podcasts released so far. Two of them have six. This is the initial one for this league. The podcasts are league-specific, guys. Everything you'll hear about in these podcasts, whether it be the rosters we're talking about, trades, waiver wire moves, matchups, it's all going to be league-specific. It's all going to revolve around all the owners and all the teams in this league. Now, that being said, this podcast is just an introduction tell you a little bit about who I am. We're going to talk a little bit about the league, a little bit about the Constitution and the upcoming draft. I go ahead and preface it with two things, guys. I've been dealing with an upper respiratory issue and some sinus issues for about two months now. Haven't been able to get it taken care of, obviously, because can't go to the hospital with all the stuff going on. At least it's not the COVID. Um, number two, I cuss. I cuss a lot. It just comes out in my natural flow, the way I talk. I don't mean to. It's not that I'm intentionally trying to be vulgar. It's just my nature. It's just my vocabulary. It kind of flows in the way I speak. I'm actually an intelligent individual, so please don't hold it against me. If it bothers you to hear cussing, you may, this may not be the podcast for you. That being said, I'll try my best to limit it the best I can, but you're going to hear some stuff here and there. It's just how it is. Um, let's go ahead and start with the Constitution, guys. Constitution will kind of go over the league and um, how these leagues are run, the composition and everything like that. Um, I don't expect you. I know it's a daunting task. It's a 24-page constitution, guys. I wrote it from scratch. This is obviously a template from the original one that I just transferred over. I wrote these things to be all-encompassing. Every one of us in here has been in a league where there wasn't a precedent set for something that happened in the league and nobody knew how to address it. I wanted to be forward-thinking and address any kind of issues we could think of in the future as well as polish off the ones we could face today. That's why this thing is so um, in-depth pretty much covers everything. It's going to be your go-to for anything and everything. It's got all of our contact information, settings. It's going to have rules. Pretty much, it's all encompassing of what you need to know. I'll try to breeze through it. I'm not going to go through it line by line. That would take forever. So I'll just go over some of the important key aspects. Article 1 is the contacting the league officers. As you know, I'm the league commission. My name is Justin. All my contact information is right there. You can feel free to text me anytime, any day. I don't mind. I'll get back to you as soon as possible. I'm pretty quick with that. Um, the co-commissioner for this league is Trip. Trip's a character. Playing a league with him, really savvy. Loves to trade like I do, which I love. Talks shit like I do, which I love. Trip actually knows a phenomenal amount about football as well. So if you haven't re uh, if you haven't met him or introduced yourself to him, definitely do so. He'll be our co-commissioner for the league. We also have what I call the league's rule committee officers. I'll touch on this a little bit later on, but the officers for this league are Dennis and Derek. I've played multiple leagues with both of them. I've playing uh, dynasty leagues like this format currently with these guys. So they know how the leagues run. They know how it flows. They know what needs to be changed or what potential items have been brought up for change by their um, other leagues. So these guys will be kind of the, um, the Congress, as you would think about the legislative branch to my executive branch. I absolve myself from changing any rules or making any decisions about where this league moves in the forward uh, in the future. That's what these guys are for. These guys are the voice of the league. I built these leagues. I'll go ahead and touch on that right now, I guess. So I built these leagues last year, these dynasty leagues. I had four I started last year. They're all parallel. They're all identical. They all start from the exact same template. 
I spent four years trying to figure out what made a good fantasy football dynasty league. Talked to a lot of people I played with in dynasty leagues, talked about some people in the industry. And this is where I landed, guys. Now, I built these leagues to have a great starting point, but they're all meant to grow organically. Everyone in here has been in multiple leagues. You can all agree that not any two leagues are the exact same. These leagues are meant to grow with the members of the leagues. I have one league that's already changed 20 different things. I have one league that hadn't even talked about one change at all. It all just It's all dependent upon the league owners. That's what these guys are here for, guys. Reach out to them with any questions, comments, concerns, any ideas you may have, no, no matter how small. In the offseason, they will discuss potential league changes. If it goes through, we'll talk about it, Trip and I, with them, kind of talk about our feelings. If it's something we'd agree that should be brought to vote, it'll be brought to vote to the league. If the league approves it, it goes through. It becomes a new uh, rule, amendment, setting, scoring, so be it. There's very rare times that I won't push it through immediately. Those times will be if I do think that this change is at the detriment of the future growth of the league. doesn't mean it's shot down. It just means it's going to be brought up for future debate. I will go ahead and bring a forum with the entire league and explain my point of view on it. Dennis and Derek will voice their point of view. We'll bring it to a vote again. If it passes, it immediately goes through no matter what. If it's shot down, it's put off the docket until next year. So guys, get to know them. If you have any questions, comments, please, these are the two you want to reach out to. Next, we'll talk about league entry fees and the dues. Um, every league starts out at $75 per team first year. Did that for a specific reason, guys. Last year, there were some teams that really, really wanted to push it high and high and high starting out. They're probably glad they didn't because those teams were the ones that ended up last in place in the begin with. I'm not saying that it's always going to be $75 per team. I'm not going to say it's going to change. That's all up to y'all. If you want it to grow, increase, so be it. Bring it to the league's rule committee. It'll be voted on. It passes, it goes through. If y'all want to keep it at 75, so be it. It's fine by me. Me personally, I don't care about a buy-in. Higher the better. It's awesome. I do the $75 starting out the first season because a lot of people in this league have never played this dynasty before. They've never played this format with contracts and the scoring and the rules and roster settings. Some of us have, so it really puts those of, us, those of us who have at an advantage and those who haven't at a disadvantage. That's why it's every year, $75, first year of every league. That way everybody gets their feet wet. They can have a good time. It's not going to break the bank. It can grow if you want it to. Um, trophies, engraving, shipping fee, that'll come into effect when trophies come out. As I mentioned earlier, I have four leagues running. I've currently bought trophies for two of them. I buy a championship trophy and a Blumpkin trophy. They're good trophies, guys. I've invested over $600 for four trophies, if that kind of gives you an idea. I haven't bought it for the other two leagues. Not that I'm not going to. I just buy the trophies on league participation. The other two leagues are highly active. They've been in communication year-round. I know these two leagues are going to survive long-term. I don't have any hesitation that two or three people are just going to continue to go dark and ghost. <laughs> now, that being said... If trophies come into play, this is just kind of a breakout of, you know, the trophy engraving fees. I put $25 estimate. It's not going to be that much, guys. If you go down there a little bit further at 2.4, it talks about paying dues. Preferable way of paying is Venmo and PayPal. Just leaves a paper trail right there on my thing so I can easily track it, easily send it back to you via the same app if needed. Cash in hand is a last resort, guys. I never like to deal with cash. Never like to deal with cash in these scenarios. It's never a good thing. I'm a very honest person. You don't have to worry about me. It's just the fact of I like to have some sort of trail. So it's, hey, I know for a fact you paid. Hey, I know for a fact you didn't. Um, you can also mail a check to my address there if you need be. Prize payout pool. Initially, this only 
matters the first year. It'll change if we ever change the dues. But currently, $75 a person. First place would get $600. Second place, $300. It's only the top two. That changes in the future. We'll alter this and revisit this later. If you go down to Article 4, it talks about late payment and penalties. It's never really been an issue in the past, but I like to go and address it previously or in in the beginning. So if it does become an issue, it's already there for you guys to uh, reference. I'm very easygoing, guys. I'm very understanding. Obviously, $75 is not going to break the bank initially. If we start jumping into higher denominations, obviously, it could become something that could be troublesome at times. If there's ever an issue, get with me immediately. I don't care if it's three months before the draft. Let me know a situation. I've got some people that have been in leagues with me that I've been very fine with. I've taken care of some, some, I guess, quote unquote loans, you would say. And, you know, I've just been fine. I always get paid back. I'm always, I, I try to be the most easygoing commissioner you can find. That being said, I don't know until you tell me. I don't want to find out five minutes before the draft. That's why I have deadlines on here. I'm pretty strict about those deadlines. Outside of that, guys, I am very easygoing with it. If you go down to the league composition, it's going to be Article 5. Currently, this is a 12-team league. It's a half-point PPR. I do have uh, right here at 524 expansion rules in case we ever decide to grow it or shrink it. Um, it is not divided into divisions. It's one division. Um, the way the schedule plays out, you play, I think it's two teams twice a year. The rest of the teams you play once. If you go down further there, 5-4, I have all the league owners, members of the league, and all their contact information. Obviously, as you know, Sleeper doesn't put your real name next to your avatar, so I may add that on here so it's a little bit easier. But get to know everybody in the league, guys. I know I'd say about nine people in this league currently, maybe eight, um, personally. Now, that being said, I've got everybody's phone number and email address. I hope everybody's finally putting it up here. It's just for communication aspect. Best way to get to know each other is to reach out. Hey, you know, I'd love to talk trades. Oh, yeah, by the way, I'm Justin. I'm in the league. Um, so it's all here, guys. You never have to worry about trying to figure out who somebody is. Just come here. Shoot them a quick text. Hey, I'd like to talk trades. If you go down to Article 6, it's actually the league draft. Now, the league draft, the first year, it's going to be a pretty extensive draft, guys. It's 25 25 rounds, 12 teams. You can do the math on that. Last year of the four drafts, the quickest one went in just over two and a half hours. The longest one took four and a half hours. Not, none of them really seemed to drag on too long. They were actually pretty entertaining and fun for the most part. Did one of them semi-live, had eight of the members there, had one of them where there was three of us in a in an office, had the draft board up on a big flat screen on the wall. We were drafting virtually with the rest of the league. I know somebody's mentioned meeting together, at least some of the people meeting together to do this uh, draft. Might be hard with the quarantine currently if we do it sometime soon, but we can always do it via um, via Zoom or WebEx, something like that. But I'm all for anything with a draft. First draft, the inaugural draft, guys, there is no draft pick trading. There is no trading during the draft. I do this for specific reasons. This league has contracts. This league is a dynasty startup. It would be a logistical nightmare to start making trades that early. It would also put the new guys at a disadvantage compared to the people who've played in this format and know what to expect in year round play. So I do, I, I started that last year. No one understood it. Now this year, some people do. I do this just to make a start, fresh start. I don't allow any trading whatsoever until contracts are in, which we'll talk on, touch on those a little bit later, but they'll draft 25 players. It talks about taxi squad briefly. Um, you can go through that after the first year at 6.3.2. It talks about the um, free agent rookie draft, which will be 10 rounds. You draft rookies only and free agents. Now this draft will actually go through the first two years. It'll be a little hard guys. We just finished all the ones for this, the last year's 
dynasty leagues this past um, week. Actually, I'll, two of them finished up yesterday, the last two. But it's a little hard. I mean, the, the crop of talent on the free agency wire is not great the first two years. But once the contracts start wearing out in three years, you'll start seeing starters you're drafting in the 10th round to go along with these rookies. So that's why it's that way. It's meant to be forward thinking. So just bear with it. Now, if you want to go on to Article 7, we talk about playoff configuration. There's two playoff brackets, guys. There's the championship bracket, which is six teams. First two teams get a bye. It's like any bracket you've ever seen. You work your way to the championship. Then there's also the toilet the toilet bowl championship, which is basically the Blumpkin bracket, like your consolation bracket. It works the opposite. You don't want to make your way to that championship because that means you're the worst team in the league. Now, how you pick in next year's draft, are dependent on how you finished in the playoffs. So I don't care if you are the seventh worst team in the league. You can actually have the number one pick if you do well in the consolation bracket. This is meant to prevent teams from tanking. And it's meant to actually keep people entertained and active throughout the entire season. So read over that. If you have any questions about it, please let me know. Talks about it in Article 8 there, uh, determining draft order. It goes a little further in depth about how draft positions are figured out. Some people have brought up that why does it make sense if I why would I want to finish third place and get the 10th round draft position when I could just lose that game and finish fourth place and get ninth? Good question. It was brought up multiple times. I touch on this. I touch on it a few times in the Constitution, especially down in the ethics part. This league is meant to be competitive. I don't allow tanking. I'm not I'm not trying to be a tyrant or a Gestapo or anything like that. I just don't allow tanking. You need to try to win. If getting one extra draft position for you means that you're going to tank every year in the playoffs just because you're not going to win the title, I may eventually replace you. <laughs> I mean, it's not it's not to be mean or anything. It's This is meant to be a competitive league. That's not being competitive. That's actually being single-person collusion in a way. I mean, you're altering the trajectory of the league for your own benefit. It happens in sports all year. It happens in every sport. I'm not going to be able to stop you from changing how your rosters look, but if you intentionally tank for a better draft position, it will be addressed. Just know that ahead of time. Let's move on to Article 9, Trade Guidelines. I'm very easygoing with trades, guys. I don't allow the league to vote on vetoes just because I've seen people get trades vetoed because somebody was pissed off they didn't make the deal before or didn't think of the deal. So if you notice, I'm the only one who has veto rights. I don't veto anything unless it's obvious collusion or obviously single collusion. At that point, like I said, it will be addressed. The trade will be vetoed. So if you ever see me shoot down a trade, obviously there's something that's going to be addressed. Usually it's a misunderstanding. Somebody clicked the wrong person, something like that. But if it does happen, guys, I will address both members that are in the trade, talk to them, get their point of views to make sure there is no collusion. Um, outside of that, guys, I push through trades through quick. I just want a couple minutes to look at it, make sure it looks copacetic, everything looks fine. I'd, it says a 24-hour grace period. I push them through instantly. If you trade for a player, he should be on your team. Only time I don't is 24 hours before game time. So if you have a player who's starting that Thursday night, 8 o'clock game, and you trade for him Wednesday at 9 p.m., he's not going to be playing for you this week. You have to trade for him. They have to be accepted on the has to be accepted through the app, not in a verbal handshake or agreement, through the app, visible for me, 24 hours prior to game time before I will push it through. If not, I will allow it to run its cycle. It'll go through two days later. Now, let's move on. Let's move on to uh, Article 10, creating the league rules. 
This is something you'll go through with the league's rule committee. It's not really a fact right now. Get familiar with it. We'll talk about it in the offseason. Last year, we had two teams that started changing rules instantly. We had two teams that never even mentioned it really until a week before the draft. Obviously, the two leagues that started changing stuff initially got things changed. The other two, everything's the exact same this year because they didn't work with it. So just kind of get familiar with that. Talk to your league's rule committee. Penalties and oversights for rosters. Guys, I'll reiterate this multiple times, and I already have. I don't allow tanking. It's bad for business. It's bad for the league. It's horrible. It affects the entire league. Build a competitive roster. If you don't have a good roster, build a better roster. I mean, that's just plain and simple. I'm not allow. I'm not going to allow teams to allow players to sit on their active roster who are out. If you have a viable person on the bench, they will be put in. If it happens multiple times. It will be addressed. Now there are situations where you know emergencies occur and things like that. I'm not going to be a Gestapo, like I said, and tell you how to cheat, uh, how to manage your teams, but I will keep the integrity of the league. So just get familiar with this. If you have any questions about it, please reach out and contact me. There is one thing I like to talk about on here. It talks about the IR. Um, the IR in our league, guys, it's set for any players out, whether it's medical reasons, whether they're on the IR, things like that. You'll never be able, allowed to put a player like Le'Veon Bell or Melvin Gordon when they were sitting out for their contract reasons on your IR. That is not acceptable. If I find a player who somehow slipped through the loophole and was put on IR, they will be taken off uh, manually by me. I won't even give a warning. It'll just happen. You'll have to make the roster moves um, accordingly afterwards. So just read through that. If you have any questions, let me know. Keep the rules and contracts. As we know, it's a dynasty league, guys. You can keep up the 25 players. You don't have to. You can. There's, I mean, there wasn't a single team last year who their team looked the exact same from draft day to the very end, even though it's a dynasty. During the offseason, when we do the rookie free agent draft, you'll have up to 35 players, but we cut down. I do cuts in this league just like they do in the NFL. Going in the preseason, we'll have two cut periods. So you'll cut down, then we'll sign contracts, which we'll talk about here in a little bit. Now, let's scroll down, scroll down. Okay, blah, blah, blah. Just read through that. Here we go to player contract. This is the one thing that kind of separates this league from other leagues. Most dynasty leagues, you can keep a player for the duration of their career. That's not fun, especially if you have somebody like myself or Snyder or Dags who can draft extremely well. Derek did extremely well last year and just build these monster teams year after year. It eventually would become a four or five team horse race and the rest of the league just gets burnt out and doesn't want to play. I've implemented contracts to kind of offset that. So it's kind of a dynasty hybrid model. Think of the contracts like salary caps, guys. Now, once a contract is assigned to a player, you can't alter that contract. That contract moves with them in trades. It stays with them until the contract ends. You cannot sign a player after their contract ends to another contract. If you've signed a player, sorry about that alarm. If you've signed a player to a contract when their contract ends, you can give them a franchise tag if you have one available. If not, they must hit the free agency pool. No ifs, ands, buts about it. This keeps the league revolving, evolving, and moving, guys. It keeps it to where it's not stagnant. That way, if somebody drafted amazing and ends up having you know, seven top 20 players just because they did great their rookie um, starting out the draft, in three years, it's a whole new league, guys. They could potentially have new players. It keeps teams active. It keeps a team who's on a rebuilding able to rebuild and build back up. Now, so get familiarized with the contracts, guys. This is probably the place where you have the most questions. If you do have questions, please reach out to me. I'd love to explain it to you, kind of go through some scenarios, make it a little bit easier to understand. Next, we'll go on to Article 8, I'm sorry, Article 13, the bylaws. 
this just kind of goes over some of the things, guys, about, you know, approval votes that needed, things along those lines. Get familiar with that. If you have any questions, let me know. Article 14 is league settings. These are the actual settings that are in the Sleeper app. I put it on here as well because some people don't know how to navigate to it. And Sleeper, it also makes it very easy to understand. Please read through it. Get familiarized with it. It is a 12-team, half-point PPR. The draft currently is online. It goes through the roster size. Active roster, guys, what is considered active roster are people not on your IR or the taxi squad. That is active roster. So you're allowed to have 25 players on your active roster. So feasibly, if you, throughout the season, if you have five people in the reserve and two on taxi, you could have 32 men rostered on your team. Only 25 of them are active. In the offseason, it goes up to 35. We'll have cuts to accommodate. Um, it goes over the starters. We start one QB, two running backs, three wide receivers, one tight end, two flex, a defense, and a kicker. Your bench is 14 total players, not including the IR, and your taxi squad is two. Think of your taxi squad guys as like the redshirt freshmen of your team. These guys, their contracts aren't active. They're just sitting on your bench until they develop. Usually it's great to put rookie um, running backs who are starting behind, like uh, J.K. Dobbins is a prime example of a taxi squad player this year. He's going to start behind Mark Ingram. Same thing for rookie quarterbacks. Quarterbacks are ideal for taxi squad. It usually takes them two to three years as well as tight ends to really develop and uh, hone their skills at the pro level. Those are great guys for us, like Tua Burrow. These are the kind of guys you see on the taxi squad. They can stay on your squad for up to two years. After that, they get they must be pulled off. You don't have to keep them on there for two years. You can pull them off anytime. I pulled a taxi squad player off week three last year. Ended up helping me um, win money. So, you know, but the one thing, guys, the one caveat, the moment you pull them off your taxi squad, they can't go back on. And only rookies can go on taxi squad. I get the taxi squads assigned before the season starts. So once they're locked in, they're locked in, guys. If you take them off, they can't go back on. So just be familiar with that. Next, we look over some of the roster limits. You must have a quarterback on your team at all times. No ifs, ands, buts about it. You have a maximum of Ford Loud on your active roster. These I have to do manually, guys. So please, please get very familiar with these roster limits because it's a pain for me having to go tell teams, hey, you've got – Five quarterbacks, you need to cut that down. I've had to tell teams multiple times the same thing week after week, and it got very redundant. So please get familiar with this. If you have any questions, let me know. Running backs, you can have two starters at all times. You have to have two starters on your roster no matter what. You can have a maximum of six. Wide receivers, you must have three, a maximum of nine. Tight ends, you must have one, maximum of four. Flex, we start two. And defense and kicker, both, you start one each. You can have a maximum of three each. I will go ahead and say this right now. I'm going to say it again as we get closer to the draft and do the draft prep. Tight ends, defense, and kicker. Draft more than one of each. A lot of teams are like, ah, I don't like to have multiple kickers. I'll never draft two defenses. You have to in this format. Because when it comes to bye weeks, you're going to get pissed off that you have to drop one of your running backs or a wide receiver that you've been hoarding to pick up the worst defense in the league and lose. You get negative points for bad defenses. So you must draft two defenses at minimum, two kickers, and two tight ends. Trust me, it will help you. There were teams that didn't do it last year. They paid the price. They bitched and moaned. I had to point them back to this multiple times, and they still didn't get it. I'm telling you now. I'll tell you again towards the draft. Make sure you have backups at every position. Um, the bench is 14 players, and it goes into the IR, which we talked about, as well as taxi. Scoring is pretty, um, pretty standard across the board. There are some changes. 
like the passing touchdowns. It's not four points. It's not six points. It's five points for passing touchdowns, as well as negative three for interceptions. I don't want a guy like Jameis Winston to be the number two quarterback in the league because he throws for 30 touchdowns and 5,000 yards, but also threw for 30 interceptions. That offsets it a little bit, kind of makes it a little bit closer to reality. Please get familiarized with the scoring. The scoring does affect the way you'll draft. If you have any questions about it, please let me know. I'd love to help you with it. Um, acquisitions and waiver wire rules. We run through FAB. Those who've never played FAB, FAB is free agent auction bidding. So basically, each team will start out with $200. You cannot build more FAB. You cannot earn more FAB. You cannot trade for more FAB. You start with $200. When you're out of it, you're out of it. You'll place bids on players. If you win the bid, they're yours. If you lose the bid, you get your FAB back. It's no big deal. Once you run out of FAB, you will be able to make $0 FAB bids initially. That may change in future seasons. That's up to the rules committee. Um, FAB runs continuously every day at 11 a.m. So if you want a player to start your Thursday night game, you better Wednesday have your FAB bid in for him for him to be on your team Thursday. Same thing for Saturday and Sunday, guys. A lot of leagues, they open to waiver wires on Sunday. So if you have a player last second out who was you know questionable all week and now he's, he's not going to play, you need to pick up a player. We don't do that in this league, guys. You need to be forward thinking. You have a player who's questionable Friday or Saturday going into it. Make the make the arrangements then to put a backup on your roster if you need one. If it pans out, great. If it doesn't, you're not out anything. I'm not going to alter this one shape or form. If you don't pick up a backup kicker and your kicker is out and you lose, you lose your game by one point, that's on you. So just be very cognizant of that, guys. I do not change this. Okay, duh, 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 roll down to... Okay, the rest that's pretty basic. You guys can read through that if you'd like. Um, article five, uh, 15, league platform and site. As you all know, because you all logged in and that's how you got to know the information, we use Sleeper app. Sleeper is one of the best dynasty platforms that I've seen so far. I've used it for a couple of years, used it for all my dynasties last year. I love it. It's very, very easy to use. It's still in its infancy, guys. It's still got some growing pains and we're growing with it. So bear with me. There's some things it doesn't have, like it doesn't have, a trading block currently it doesn't have roster limits currently it does so there's certain things that you know we have to do on our own outside of it that's why i created the google sheet everybody has access to and i do a lot of this myself so please bear with it i am talking with the developers as much as i can about getting some improvements on some future updates if you guys have any ideas with it shoot it over to the development team they love to hear all the input from the the owners but it's been a pretty good platform so far i love the app i love um the Apple on the iPhone is a lot more functional to me than the Apple on the computer, and it's pretty good as well. It's probably easier to draft on the computer. But if you have any questions about it, I'm pretty savvy with it. I know all the ins and outs, so please let me know. Finally, we'll close out with the Code of Ethics. Article 16, guys, there is a Code of Ethics for this league. As I mentioned earlier, I cuss more than anybody. I talk a lot of shit. I love giving people a hard time. I... I can push it pretty far too. Last year, I mean, some of the guys in this league know. Last year, I'm pretty sure I made a guy cry. He was trying to be a troll at the beginning of the season, just trolled, trolled, trolled away until finally I, I put the gloves on. It was ding, ding, ding. We went to, we went toe to toe. Um, you know, as long as you don't cross certain lines, by all means, guys, fantasy football is for talking shit. It's for fun. It's for enjoyable. I mean, I saw it a lot in all the drafts. That's what we do. Now, that being said, guys, there are certain things that I don't accept. Um, one being you must field a competitive roster at all times. It's, it's 16.1. Plain and simple right there, guys. Even in peak season rebuilding, everything in between, guys, you must field a competitive roster. 
Tanking is not acceptable any week, any year. I don't accept it. If it happens once, it'll be addressed. If it happens multiple times, it will be handled um, appropriately. That means kicking somebody out and replacing them. I, so I've done it. I will do it. I have a lot of people on reserve who want to play in some of these leagues or want to add more leagues to the leagues are already in. So it will be done, guys. I'm not trying to be mean. I'm not trying to be rude or you know rain on anybody's parade. But when you tank intentionally, it doesn't just impact the team you're playing. It impacts everyone else. So that's why I don't accept it. Um, it's addressed in 16.1.2. Get very familiar with these guys. If you have any questions about it, let me know. As you go further on down there, guys, fantasy football is intended for entertainment. Strictly entertainment and enjoyable. Again, guys, I love talking shit. I love teams who talk shit to each other. Trip the Kokomesh talks a lot of shit. I love it. Um, Dennis, you know, the league's rule committee talks a lot of shit. I love it. I mean, that's just how we are. That being said, guys, there's certain things you can't do. Obviously, we know we have the Facebook group page and we have the league message board and the uh, podcast message board. There's certain things I will never allow on that. I don't allow any kind of collusion or talks of collusion on those boards because that's just promoting bad business. I don't allow the use of any racial slurs. Doesn't matter what ethnicity, I don't allow it. You can't talk, you can't dog someone's gender, their religious beliefs, their sexual orientation, any potential disabilities, anything along those, or any act of physical, like true threatening to go over to their house and whoop their ass kind of scenario. I don't, I don't deal with that shit. Me personally, I, I've done it before in the past. A lot of that. I mean, I, obviously some of those things just don't fit with my personality, so I don't do it in general, but I just don't handle it. It starts spiraling quickly downhill. If you put it up on a board, you say it up on any of the message boards or on the, the pages, it'll be taken down immediately and disciplinary action will be handled appropriately, guys. Again, I, I promote you all to talk shit. There's certain lines you don't cross. If you can't talk shit without crossing those lines, then just abstain from talking shit. If you have any questions about this, this especially, please let me know. I did have to come down on some people last year and they started raising hell about this sitting fair. It's plain and simple. It's and uh, white and black right here. Been there since day one. So that's all I got on the Constitution, guys. Get familiarized with it. If, again, if you have any questions, comments, concerns, please reach out to me. I've already talked to a couple of members in this league about some questions they had. I love explaining the league to everybody. I want everybody to be as um, prepared for it and as interactive with it as possible. So that's what I love doing. Now we'll kind of move on to the draft. The draft has not yet been established. We're still working on what the draft date is going to look like. Me personally, I don't care when it happens. I'm all for it. All I'm doing right now is keeping my wife entertained, taking care of my dog and doing schoolwork. So I have all the time in the world. A lot of people in this league have children, especially young children working hard jobs. So I'm very, I'm very cognizant of that, guys. I want to be as flexible as possible. Please go out on the message board on the Sleeper app page and vote. You can vote for multiple days, what works best for you. We're going to trim that down and make it a little bit probably down to like three or four. We'll vote then. As of right now, it's looking like Sunday afternoon may be the best bet. But then again, guys, it's fun to do it during the week to break it up. Be cognizant. It's two and a half to four and a half hours long. So just take that into thought and consideration when you're voting. That's something we'll bring to a forum and we'll discuss a little bit further. Again, at the inaugural draft, guys, there is no trading. It's going to be fun. I do suggest getting out on the sleeper app and do some of the mock drafts with your current draft positions. I hope everybody enjoyed the way the draft position panned out. I know I got some shit for getting the first pick. If it makes anybody feel any better, that's the first pick I've gotten 
that's the first time I've gotten the number one pick probably in the last seven years. And I've run over a hundred leagues. So uh, go figure, but um, you know, do mock drafts with your current positions. The sleeper app does a really good one. It actually takes into account our settings. Now, if you do like fantasy pros or any of those other mock drafts guys, they're not going to take into account our, our current settings, but they also don't take into account the contracts. So be very cognizant of that. If you have any questions, or you want to do some mock drafts with me, let me know. I'll, I'm glad to jump on there with you and kind of show you the flow of it. But um, the drafts can be really fun, guys. I will have a draft board set up through our Google sheet. Those who worked in the leagues with me last year saw it. Where I do a draft counter, I keep track of it throughout the draft. So you know your roster limits during the draft. Every time you draft a wide receiver, I click a wide receiver. It'll get to a countdown and tell you how many wide receivers you're allowed to draft left, things like that. So it's very simple. It's very easy, guys. Hopefully, hopefully it'll work out pretty well. I've actually refined it from last year's. It's going to be a lot more aesthetically pleasing. So if you have any questions about that, let me know. Start talking about the draft, guys. Figure out what day works best for you. If, if some of you guys want to get together and do it, if you want to do it during a, do a Zoom or a virtual I mean, even during quarantine, you can still kind of get in the same area, just, you know, six feet apart, having some beers and whatnot. But I'm game for anything and everything. Again, guys, I'm really excited about this year. Thank everybody for joining on. It's going to be phenomenal. Those who are brand new to it, I know you're going to love it. You're going to like the power rankings. I do some pretty in-depth post-draft power rankings. They're pretty fun. It usually ends up being like 20 pages, break down every team, give them draft grades. I was wrong on a lot of teams last year. I was right on a lot of teams last year as well. So, um, again, guys, I am by no means a fantasy expert. I don't get paid for any of this. I don't do this for any um, organization or anything like that. This is strictly off of my knowledge and my years of playing fantasy. I've been playing fantasy since it came around. I know a little bit about sports. Pretty good at drafting. I enjoy this shit. It's going to be a fun season, guys. Hope you all the best. If you have any questions, comments, concerns, shoot me a quick text. I'm easy to get a hold of. I'll talk to you soon, guys. Thank you.